welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. This is Lifestyle and Mindfulness with Laura, and you're with Laura right now. How are you going? How's your weekend? How was your weekend, I should say? And also, happy Monday. Um, so, yeah, I hope you're all doing super, super well. This is going to be a quick introduction. I'm going to try and keep it quick. I could probably... I don't know where this podcast duration is going to end up, but we'll go on this journey together. Um, But I wanted to do a quick introduction to Reiki. What is Reiki? How does it work? Um, What happens uh, when you go to a session with a practitioner? How, How is a session run? What to expect? And just a couple of examples of my own experiences personally and with clients so yeah this could be 30 minutes this could be an hour you already know the duration you can see it there on your screen and I'm just going to go with the flow um I want to keep as minimal edits as possible if if anything zero edits in episodes um it just makes my life and the podcast's life a quicker turnaround so If I stumble on my words, if I sneeze, if I burp, it's all as if you were just here hanging out with me. It's very organic, very relaxed, very chill. Grab a drink or wash the dishes, whatever you're doing, and we'll get into it. So what is Reiki? Um, You may have heard of several different terms to describe this kind of energy and what it is. So life force energy, chi, um, are just some examples of what that is. Um, pretty much as well, anything that is living and alive also emits a certain amount of life force energy. We have this sort of automatic system in our body, which helps us to keep our heart beating and keep us breathing and keep us alive and going. And it's not a conscious energy that we as people, as humans, need to focus on or concentrate to make happen. It's just something that happens. It happens automatically on its own. And this is this kind of Reiki life force energy, this chi that is running through us. Another word is prana. Um, If you're familiar with yoga or breath work, pranayama, breathing exercises, um, helps you to keep moving your chi and at its optimal state. So when it comes to Reiki, a little bit of a background story about Reiki. Um, It's looked upon as a Japanese art form of energy healing. So um, I don't want to butcher the story. I'm just going to give a little bit of an outline. Um, I will preface like I'm I'm not a Reiki master myself. Like I'm not at a certain level of certification to take on individuals and certify them. But this is just knowledge that I can share. I have my, my level one and I've had it for several years now. And I want to do my level two, which just opens up your energy channels a bit more. It gives you a few more energetic tools to use with your clients, etc. So, um, yeah, this is just for entertainment purposes, only for curiosity reasons and for me to like share my knowledge and what I know and hoping that it helps you. So bit of a backstory on Reiki. Um, 
it it originates from a man who is from Japan and he basically went on this like quest for more deeper meaning in life around spirituality and energy and he kind of went through a journey on his own of discovering these epiphanies through meditation and all that kind of thing so he he basically had a vision and um on a spiritual sense um higher spiritual beings were able to come through and he was able to receive their messages and things like that around this energy and then um he was able to then spread that knowledge and help others so that's a really basic, basic rundown of that story. I'm sure with a little bit of a Google search, you can find more detail as to what the story is. But on a personal level, as me speaking purely as Laura, you know, I feel like this is an energy regardless of the origin story. It's something that exists and something we can all tap into and we can stay within our higher vibrational light energy and ask for energetic protection from our spirit guides. You could work with Archangel Michael, who is the Archangel of Protection, um, and just ask for that energetic seal or protection or that white uh, dome or bubble that you want to be in while you're either in meditation or working with clients or even doing self-Reiki. So when you do your level one, Reiki, you're highly promoted to be told to practice, have a self-practice of Reiki. Um, so it is an energy healing which is channeled through the hands. And my own personal journey, because I'm a very visual person and I, I can drop in and out of meditation and connect to energy pretty quickly these days, even with my eyes open, I can be, I can switch it on and off like a switch to connect. Um, but uh, for me, visually, when I first did my level one was for me to channel this energy, I saw like a visual of a trap door and then the door would swing open and light beams would shine through. And these light beams were like rainbow or white light or a mixture of both. And I would then with that visual, I would channel it through my crown chakra, which is the energy center that hovers just above your head. And then through my body and channeling through my hands into whoever or whatever I want that energy to go to. And so you become an antenna for energy. Um, it's not something that comes from your own life force energy. It's not coming from you because if it was to come from your own personal energy tank, it would drain you. So it's really important to stay conscious that it's something that's coming through you. You are an antenna and you're just ch channeling this energy through you. Um, or yeah, you're a channel for energy. So um, in a session, how that would work with a person, uh, I've had several people come to me for different reasons. And I've interestingly dealt with a lot of physical problems with people. Um, and, um, you know, it can, Reiki can work on any level of the body energetically. So mind, body, which would be the physical, spiritual, 
which is energetic and how you connect to the wider world around you and the universe around you. Spiritual, I feel, can also be something that you're trying to manifest or attract. So you might have some energetic blocks you want to remove in order to attract this thing to you. Um, yeah, so mind, body, spiritual, um, and the energetic body as well. So all of us carry this magnetic field around our body. A lot of us know the word term to be known for this is aura. It's a like I'm very woo-woo and I always feel like I need to preface that when I talk about this stuff. Like this seems very woo-woo, but science is slowly catching up. So I feel like one day this won't be so woo-woo. It'll be like, and here's all the evidence. Like technologies just had to catch up with all this kind of thing to show it as a visual or some kind of data proof. Anyway, that's just a little like side thought that I had. But um, yeah, so uh, it can work on any parts of the body in that way, even from an emotional point of view. So it can work on any parts of the body that are out of harmony or out of alignment. So I'm talking from a simple paper cut on your hand to people suffering from more serious illnesses of any description, cancers, motor neuron, um, you know, anything that I feel like um, the medical industry might be like, we cannot cure this. I feel as though definitely energetic healing has a massive space in the Western world. It just hasn't had a lot of promotion yet. Um, because, you know, I, I feel as though a lot of larger pharmaceutical companies at the end of the day, things like, you know, the medical industry is a business. So it's not, it's not a business that profits if people are healthy. So that's where we all need to be rebellious and take care of ourselves. And it seems to be a rebellious thing these days to actually eat right, exercise, you know, take care of your body the best that you can and your, and your mind and your emotional state not state but your emotional well-being because you know being angry isn't isn't deemed as unhealthy it's only unhealthy if we don't process our anger properly and that's probably an entirely different episode that I could make um around <laughs> processing emotions and the stigma around negative emotions um yeah so back to reiki and I'm just going to speak on my own personal experiences here. Now, I everything that I say here, like I said before, it's all for entertainment purposes only. It's for curiosity. You know, it's, it's for people that if you feel drawn towards this kind of work to be either a practitioner or a client, then go and follow that calling. Please do it. Um, find someone you resonate with who you can feel safe with, with their own energy as well. And who you feel like can hold a safe space for you to receive this energy. But anyway, let's let's stick to the path, Laura. We're going to focus on testimonials and experiences. So I'll start with um, talking about an experience about my auntie. So um, she, I was hanging out at my parents' house over a particular, I think it was like Easter last year or something like that. And um, they live in a really beautiful part of the world down in East Gippsland. So I was down there for a few nights and I was down there with family. So my auntie was there and um, 
I asked her about her eyes. So it looked as if she had like a, a sty on her eyelid and that's exactly what it was. And my auntie's fairly open-minded. So I asked her if I could do some Reiki on it and she let me. So periodically throughout the time we were hanging out over the two, three days, um, compounded, I probably did about like 30 minutes roughly to an hour of Reiki on her eye, but I was doing it in like five, 15 minute intervals. Um, it was like at the end of an evening when we'd finished dinner and I was like, can I do some now? She'd be like, yep, sure. So, um, a, f- a few days after we had been hanging out and I had, you know, done the Reiki and whatnot, I asked her about her eye and how it was going. And, um, she said like essentially it had cleared itself up on its own which is incredible um there's some incredible things that can happen as well during sessions depending on how open the client is um to the energy uh you can actually sync up with each other so i was beginning to say things that she was thinking and that was freaking her out but because <laughs> in a positive way but because i was so tuned into her and maybe as well because we're family um we were able to be like there's that level of trust and bond there that is quite like close very close so um and as much as the client can sometimes feel energetic sensations during sessions i actually can as well through my hands so Um, generally how a session starts is, um, we set an intention for the session and what we want to achieve through the healing. Um, and so in this case with my auntie, it was her eye, it was the sty on her eye. And, um, to connect the energy first, I would place a hand on my heart center and her heart center. And, um, depending on the client and how comfortable they are with their spirituality, I, openly bring in my higher spirit guides and higher angel guides spirit team and I'll also do the same to bring in the client's spiritual team and then we set the intention um and kind of like setting the intention is kind of like saying a prayer to be like you know we we want to release this person of this burden um whether it's physical or emotional um we want this person to achieve deep sleep throughout um you know, this next phase of their life, we want to be able to let them fully be able to deep, deeply rest and fully go through their sleep cycle. Um, and then, you know, uh, basically we'll just get to work. So once I feel the energy switch on in my hands, that's when I'll begin to move. So the way that I can explain what I end up feeling is it's almost like Oh, goodness me. It's, I don't want to say it's pins and needles because when you have pins and needles, it's numb, but nothing goes numb. It's kind of this tingling sensation and it can sometimes feel a sense of heat come through my hands as well. Um, if you know what a TENS machine is, it's kind of like a super, super mild version of what that feels like. So uh, TENS machine sends it's electromagnetic shock waves that 
um, can contract muscle and, and, but it's used for therapeutic reasons around muscles and nerves and stuff, but it's almost like an electricity sensation. It's a really mild tingling. That's the best way I can describe it. I've also had clients and family describe it to be the same way. Sometimes I can't even put it into words, but all I just say is like, I can feel that. And so, um, it always surprises people and I love it when that actually happens. So, um, because, because I believe in it and I've seen the results and I know the feeling and I'm, it makes me giggle. I'm like, I know, right. Isn't it cool? Um, and while this is happening, I've asked for energetic protection. We're fully safe. Um, so setting up a safe space like that, the best thing I want you to do as a client is to receive the energy. Now, if you're someone who struggles to receive in life, like, receive that pay rise, receive a hug, receive a compliment, anything of positive energy, because at the end of the day, it's energy. Those things affect us externally and we can either reject it or absorb it. If you're someone who struggles to receive, what a good way to think about it is to, I'll give you a visual that like if you're standing in the sun and the sun is just warming up your skin and you're basking in this glow, maybe it's golden hour or the sun's right overhead, but it's at a point of time of day where you just absolutely love this feeling of that warmth of the sun rays and you're just drinking in this vitamin D, that is the feeling to receive And so if you can bring that feeling into every aspect of your life, you will literally become magnetic. You will attract things towards you that you're desiring and manifesting. And you'll be able to just absorb love energy because essentially that's what Reiki is, life force energy chi. Um, It will make you glow from the inside out as well, like your skin, like your aura, your spirit. Um, yeah, you'll just amplify. So I, everyone deserves to feel this feeling and to have it energetically. Um, and you know, we can talk about energetic boundaries because when we become magnetic or when we shine really brightly, we don't only attract butterflies, but we can attract moths as well. So there is a level of like, yes, shine brightly, be magnetic 100%, but it's, it's like a superpower learning how to harness this personal energy within yourself and how to expand it and how to block energy from other people, basically, that is either, you know, dark energy or not safe. So it's important to still stay safe and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, in your own life with the people you trust and love and Also receiving positivity from yourself, like the self-chatter and the self-talk that we have, Um, and even just like gifting yourself things, like, you know, if something in your life happened that was a positive thing, or you reached a milestone or something like that of any description to also reward yourself, and that's a form of receiving as well. Um. A few other examples. So one day when I was working in the barbershop industry, I was still a barber and um, I was, uh, I didn't have anything to do at this point in time of my work day, but my colleague was doing a haircut 
And I was sitting at reception next to where she was cutting hair and he was telling a story and was just like, hey, check this out. And he wanted to show us his hand. And he and we were like, oh, whoa, what's going on there? And he was like, I don't know and neither do the doctors. And I was just sitting there listening and being patient, like finding my most appropriate timing to be like, hey, have you heard of Reiki? Um, and so... Yeah, that's exactly the story. Like, he didn't know, the doctors didn't know why the entire back of his hand was swollen. So he had zero definition in the back of his hand uh, where his veins would be or his tendons would show definition. It was just like a bubble, basically, a balloon of, of, of swelling. And so... Anyway, I decided to explain to him what Reiki was and if he was open to it while he was getting his hair cut because I had nothing to do, that I could just channel this energy into his hand. And the way that I described Reiki to him was a really great way to, to have anybody understand a bit more what Reiki is and what it can do. So when we experience any kind of disharmony within the body, um, we have to think on a cellular level. And we have to think on a level of vibration. And so when cells are not in harmony, they're vibrating at a certain frequency that are not in tune. So if you think of a radio, like an old radio with the two dials, and um, basically those cells that are not in harmony, they're vibrating at a certain frequency which are not in tune. So they're static. Um, it's not enjoyable to listen to. It's offline. And so what Reiki does is it comes in and it interrupts the signal and it brings those cells back online and we're tuning that radio back to harmony, back into tune. And that's exactly how I explained it to him. And he was like, yeah, no worries. I'll, yeah, I'll give anything a shot. And I love that a lot of men are very open to um, Reiki as well. Like they're open-minded, um, a lot of them. And I mean, I think as well, it's just, so many men need to be able to be given the the permission, not even permission because I feel like that's toxic masculinity, but they should just go and experience a, few, a bit more like uh, feminine energy into around the healing space and the wellness space. I think a lot of men are uh, drawn to it, but mostly need to be given the permission. So I did about like 10 minutes or even five minutes on his hands. So I placed one hand underneath and one hand on top. And these days, sometimes, depending on the situation, like I won't actually connect to their heart. I personally will just connect to the Reiki and say an intention. I won't necessarily even say it out loud. I'll just say it in my mind and bring in my spiritual team and their spiritual team. As long as I've had their permission to do that, the client. And so anyway, off he went and I didn't think anything of it. Six weeks later, he comes back for his next haircut. I'd completely forgotten about it at this point. And he'd remembered. And he was like, oh, I need to tell you about my hand. And obviously with that tone, I was like, oh, my goodness, it sounds like pretty positive. And he was like, yeah, three days later, it just cleared up on its own. And he goes, I had to go for follow-up checkups with the doctors. And they had him on several antibiotics and nothing was working. And he was just like, yeah, just like that cleared up. And even the doctors were shocked and they didn't know why. And there I was kind of in my mind, I was like so smug on the inside because like, I was like, heh, heh, heh. like now 
I just want to say, like, when you do Reiki, you do have to remove your ego from the experience when you're a practitioner. Yes. But my little, like, smug hehehe was more towards, like, yeah, this thing exists and it's amazing and it works, yet it's kind of like a secret source that, or it's like a secret club that not everyone is buying into, but secretly everyone's buying into. It's like there's a stigma around it. And I just think, you know, I love now that I've come to a place in my life where I can talk about Reiki unapologetically and I have no care in the world what people think, if they like it, if they don't like it, if they judge it, I don't care because like I've seen it work. I know it works. It works wonders, but I'm never also ever going to try and convince someone who's not a believer. Like you need to have a small amount of open-mindedness at least to give it a try because I'm not going to waste my time as a practitioner to waste my own energy to convince anybody. Um, and it's also a waste of Reiki and it's disrespectful to to the energy as well. So like it, if the person's actively dismissing it in a competitive way, as in like, oh, how could that exist? Like, I'm not here to convince you. You have to step up to the plate and approach it and be open to it because Reiki will help you if you want it to help you. But if you're going to resist it, it's not going to do anything. You're literally just energetically blocking it from helping you. Um, so that was an incredible one. Another one is I'm going to protect my friend's name just out of privacy reasons because to tell the story, I have not asked permission, but I won't be giving any information away about who this person is. But I've had somebody, um, a friend of mine as well, twice now she's been to see me um, and um, she works in a very high intense job energetically. Like she's around a lot of negative energy with the kind of job she has to do. She's sort of within the, she's within the counseling space industry. Um, and so she's also an amazing person and like empath herself and I think naturally we can sometimes absorb energy. But there's been times where she's ended up breaking out into um, into rashes on her skin. And she's come to see me and we've done some Reiki on two separate occasions. And it's it's I'm just so grateful to and honoured for people to trust me when it comes to holding space for them to give Reiki because it is truly an honour to interact with Reiki and to see such incredible results. And both of those times her rashes cleared up within the matter of like three to five days. And so at the moment when I am doing these um, sessions with clients and I'm, I'm hearing back of their results, um, there's roughly like a three day turnaround when, when something has cleared and um, you know, Again, I think it comes down to the client being really, really open to the energy, remembering to bask in that sunlight and that sun rays and drink that energy in um, and receive it. So the more a client can do that, the better the result will be. And then the practitioner being the right headspace to hold space as well. So you as a practitioner, as much as you're an antenna for the energy, if your personal energy is not quite on that day or you're drained or you're not in the mood to do a session always reschedule with your client because 
you know, they don't need to take on your negative energy if you're just not quite feeling it that day. Um, you want that high vibration to be there as much as possible for that Reiki to stay intact as well while you're channeling. And so those are just a few examples out of more that I've experienced. And those are the biggest ones that I remember most recently standing out to me the most. And I do have a Reiki Instagram page. It's there mainly to have an online presence for my Reiki side of my business. And um, it's just another string to my bow of things that I love to do in life. And just because I do many things doesn't mean I do them mediocre. Me as a person, I have a really high expectation of quality for myself. And that's in anything and everything that I do. So as much as I'm a multi-passionate person, I am really passionate about high standards. So, you know, if you haven't seen me very active online as consistently as my personal page, um, don't think that it's not because I'm not like working on that part of me or that side of me as a person, as a practitioner in my day to day, or that, you know, I'm not taking clients because I am. And um, yeah, this is just, I used to with the right kinds of people that would come through the barbershop and clients in conversation, I could tell them about it and things like that. So now in terms of me talking about Reiki, the podcast will be another outlet for me to also express that part of me and what I'm passionate about. Uh, during my personal sessions, if you're curious about my own sessions that I run, um, they are one-on-one. -on -one. Um, if you do want a loved one to come and join the session, I'm open to it as long as there's an agreement there energetically. We just have a conversation where, you know, it would just have to be that they, they are, if they are in the space with us, that they are also part of that energetic bubble that we're holding space for, for the uh, loved one who is receiving Reiki. Um, that's never happened before. People do come to me one-on-one. -on -one. And, um, I, I basically prepare the space. I set you up on a massage table with sheets and blankets and cushions and pillows, and you're very comfortable and you're fully clothed. And I encourage all my clients to wear comfortable clothes. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you come straight from work. It's just, if you're on the table, I just want you to be as comfortable as possible. So like sweats, tracky pants, hoodie, um, while you're lying there as well, like it's kind of like a massage where your body temperature can drop. So I don't want you to get cold. So we put a blanket over you. Um, I even have a little like bean bag eye, eye bean bag, which is like a sleep mask in a way. So I pop that over your eyes as well. I play some really relaxing meditation music. It's kind of like going to the day spa. If you've ever been to a spa, like the vibe is like going to a spa in that sense. Um, I usually have a candle lit as well, just for a little bit more spiritual energetic energy with an, an intention I'll set for the space even before you arrive. And I use a couple of tools during the session as well, depending on the person and what I seem to be picking up intuitively. Um, I am somebody who also reads tarot cards, angel cards, oracle cards, and I have quite a few now. I think I have somewhere between like 
12 to 15 different decks of cards and I've collected those over the years. And um, sometimes the stigma around tarot can make people feel a little triggered at times when they hear tarot cards. Um, but like I only work with love and light and your personal spiritual team are the ones that are looking over you who only want what's best for you as well that I work with them um, to channel through what needs to come through with the cards. And so I sometimes will do a, a reading or a spread to see where your energy is even before you've arrived. That, that gives me an energetic reading on how you're feeling, where you're at, you know, it gives me kind of like a generalization energetically. Like I don't need to know the details necessarily around who said this and who said that and names and numbers and things from a psychic perspective. I sometimes just need to know how you're feeling at the moment. It's very much energy and feeling that kind of stuff. Um, with consent, when you arrive, I'm happy to share what I've read. Um, and then if you don't want have to have any cards used whatsoever, I don't have to use them. That's fine as well. So every session is tailored to you as an individual and what you want to get out of it. My biggest intention is that when you leave, you feel relaxed and uplifted and you see a pathway forwards of where you're going. Uh, <clears throat> um, the whole... Uh, you know, the way that I operate in life is just, I want to help others to see possibilities in their life, to see their potential and to move towards what's going to make them feel good. And when I mean feel good, it's not the low vibration feel goods around like, um, numbing yourself with pleasure or alcohol or you know those kinds of things we want to clear those any blockages around denial and just facing your fears but I get to hold your hand as we walk through the portal together so you know I just want people to feel connected connected to themselves and to others um, I want people to feel seen and heard and for them to know like they'll be okay and that there is a way forward energetically. And so, yeah, that's that's basically what I feel like is a little bit of a final wrap-up of this episode. Um, I hope that has somewhat sparked some either excitement or curiosity in you. I hope it's answered some of your questions. It may have also um, sparked even more questions. And... Um, it's definitely something that you need to experience. Like Reiki is an experiential uh, event. Like it's something that I can go on and on about it for days around sensations and what you can feel and all this kind of stuff. But essentially it's something that is needs to be felt to be understood. Um and I say to my clients, post-Reiki post session care is just to treat it like a massage as well. So like drink lots of water. Um, Reiki also helps to detoxify your body on within your lymphatic system. And so um, I've sometimes after a Reiki session desperately needed to, uh, needed to go to the bathroom to go pee. 
Um, and it's a, it can work on a level of purging when it comes to your body as well. Um, and that's just your body realigning itself and um, gently having itself come back into harmony. And um, yeah, I just say to people, drink lots of water. Um, if you can have the night off or the next day off, that's even more ideal. But you know, the few hours after your Reiki session, you're better to just, you know, don't do anything like work or anything that's too yang energy. You kind of just want to go home. Um, if you can get yourself into a body of water or have a shower before bed, it'll also help just cleanse your energy after a session. Um, and to just, yeah, stay hydrated, take it easy, that kind of thing. Um, and then to just basically go from there. So the Reiki energy can have lasting effects, not just within the um, session that you're physically in, but over the next like coming days or weeks, it can still have a positive effect and can be working on your body post session as well. So like I said, I hope that's answered a lot of your questions. Um, I would love to get more feedback here on the podcast. So if you're a listener, please, please comment in, in whatever way you feel, um, either on your app or um, head to the Reiki page on Instagram. So it is Laura Green Reiki. Reiki is R-E-I-K-I. And yeah, I would absolutely love to have more interaction with people listening, definitely. Um, feel free to say hi, ask a question, and I may even answer your question here on the podcast. But I just want to say wherever you are, whether it's day or night, anywhere around the world, I hope you're doing really well, sending lots of love and Reiki energy out to you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.